Are you waiting? Waiting for diagnosis, treatment, or perhaps caring for a loved one? After the Waiting Room is a podcast where you can listen to stories and gain insights into how to be present for the person you're caring for and for yourself. Join internationally recognised myotherapist and NLP Master Practitioner Shane Sullivan as she shares experiences from her own journey through the waiting room and anecdotes from people in her practice and community. Hello, I'm Shane Sullivan from After the Waiting Room. Last time I talked about the story or stories we unconsciously tell ourselves about who we are and about how we make things and events mean something. We collect evidence that will support our story because our unconscious mind needs to be right. I also talked about how our unconscious mind and our body set off chemicals. Chemicals such as serotonin, our happy hormone, dopamine, which calms our system, endorphins, which are our painkillers, and lots more, which are released when we have a body treatment to relax us, or when we imagine a place which calms us, connecting with nature, or listening to our favourite music and concentrating on our breath, breathing in and breathing out. It always brings us back to the now. But we also have our fight or flight mechanism, which releases other chemicals such as adrenaline and cortisol to get us ready for the fight ahead. This happens under high stress worries about other people or circumstances out of our control. Breathing in and breathing out brings us back to the now. Giving ourselves some space, whether real or imagined, these worries, our unconscious mind doesn't know the difference. What we perceive will set off chemicals depending on what we make things mean. If what we are doing now or how we are being isn't working for us anymore, then we have the power to change it a little bit at a time. Remember the three-year-old? It can be resistant to change if it feels unsafe. Especially if our headspace gets crowded with unnecessary worries. It's then time to really concentrate on yourself and your own well-being. Practicing mindfulness, being in the now. Ask yourself, how do I want to be through all of this? Remembering other tough times you got through. Who was it who got me through that time? Me. Me.
And who did I accept assistance from then? People I trust. Yesterday, I popped in to see one of the patients on the ward who wanted a massage. He had been enjoying the massages and it seemed to really help with his pain levels. He always seemed very calm and measured and self-assured when speaking with him. However, yesterday was very different. He had changed his mind. He said, not today, I'm not feeling up to it. I'm a bit flat. So instead of leaving, I just sat down to spend a little more time with him. He wasn't flat. He was exhausted and anxious. He explained that he was feeling very overwhelmed by everything. There was too much going on and I asked him what he meant. He said he felt he was losing it, worrying about himself, his treatment and his family. He was usually very even and calm, especially around his family and he said he was like that so that they wouldn't worry about how he was really feeling. But he said he'd had enough. He couldn't hide how he felt anymore. So I told him about the other fellow the other week who had a couple of meltdowns. And I had explained to him that it was this fellow's unconscious mind wanting to get out. I explained that this fellow was angry about his circumstances and afraid too, and the unconscious mind was not feeling safe. His mind was not convinced that sticking around for a treatment was a good idea. I also explained about the body-mind separation a lot of people go through. They disassociate from their bodies when unpleasant procedures are being constantly performed on them. It's a way of coping at the time. But then there's a disconnect when feeling and emotions are pushed down to remain brave in other people's eyes. We become more anxious and lost. That's when my therapy comes in. I assist people to reconnect with their bodies and to trust in it again. So while we were talking, I explained what happened to me straight after surgery. I was still organising the clinic the morning after my surgery. I was worried about work, about my family, and the pain post-surgery wasn't much fun either. I couldn't relax, and I was exhausted putting on the bravest of faces. 
I knew what I should have been resting instead of checking emails and calling everyone. I knew I had to change my timeline. Just then, my phone rang and it was my mentor, Joe. She said, What are you doing on the phone? I think it's time for you to change your timeline. Missy Moo? And get some rest. So I did exactly that. Yes, Joe is a mind reader too. When we accept the actual situation at hand and accept assistance if and when we need it, it will give our unconscious mind the certainty it needs to keep on track with treatment, stay connected and avoid meltdowns. Next time, I'll be talking about timelines and how to use them. So until then, don't just exist, live life. I hope you've gained some new perspectives and enjoyed listening to these stories as they unfold in After the Waiting Room. Join us again next time and stay connected by subscribing at afterthewaitingroom.com.